But one of the other things that has changed over the course of the pandemic is the number of people who have gotten pets. And there's the pets are everywhere, and now we have new, uh, you know, new regulations out that allow that you can actually take your pet to more places, and that's going to cause some friction with the people who don't like the pets, and it's also going to cause some friction also with those that use service animals because more and more people are using service animals. Our definition of what a service animal is is changing, and to talk about it, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Virginie Abatois, who is a researcher and a PhD candidate at the University of Ottawa in Inclusion Studies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Okay, what what do you think of when you say service animal? So service animals are specifically trained for people living with a disability. So they are either coming from a program or in Ontario, we have a lot of owner trained uh, animals and they are there to provide tasks or help so that somebody can, you know, be as uh, efficient or be as uh, get, gets the, their full potential uh, within our society. And, and we, we normally associate this sort of thing with, you know, seeing eye dogs or, or, or something like that. But there are a, a greater range of service animals. And I think a lot of people appreciate it. Exactly. So we, we're often thinking of guide dogs because they were really the first ones out there and the programs were established quite quickly and are still here and they're very visible. You know, they have this big harness with the big handle on the back. However, nowadays we have uh, service, service animals for all types of disabilities. I'm thinking autism service dogs, uh, mobility, which are like, you know, like uh, pulling a wheelchair or picking up items on the floor. But we also have uh, medical alert service animals for epilepsy, uh, cardiac, um, you know, the range is very vast. And we also have psychiatric service animals now for PTSD, anxiety, etc. cetera. Uh, what's great with dogs or animals is that they're uh, alive, so they can be you know, fully trained, but they can also change the training if we need to. So it's not just like a physical uh, item to help us. They can also change it the training. So if your disability evolves, the dog can evolve or the animal can evolve with you. Now, as we begin to reemerge from the pandemic, we know that you know, a lot of people got animals, a lot more people got animals for a variety of different reasons. But as we reemerge from the pandemic and we're heading back out to the bars and the restaurants and the patios, is your sense we're going to see more service animals out there and that there might be some kind of you know, friction to that? I think um, before we address service animals in public space, we need to address the fact that in 2021, there was a new law that came up uh, that allows patio to have animals. So that means that the owner of the establishment is allowed to welcome dogs or animals under patio as long as there's no industrial kitchen out there, you know. So we we are seeing more animals on patios, and I understand that People with their pandemic puppies or with their fluffy loved ones want to come out and enjoy a drink or a bite to eat outside. So it, we are, generally speaking, just seeing more animals. In terms of service animals, during the pandemic, we actually saw less of them uh, because a lot of uh, the restrictions or the rules did not take into consideration uh, users of uh, guide dogs or you know service animals. So now they're coming out again because. We don't need to say two meters apart necessarily. We can, you know, there's less restrictions. So we kind of have a feeling that there's an uprising in terms of service animals. But I would say that it's pretty much 
the average that there were there was always uh, is just that you know it requires a bit more of an open heart and open mind because we kind of forgot about them for a few years what's your sense of the the reception from the public i mean you know there's we're going to have to get used to seeing dogs on patios i guess and we're going to have to be a little bit more open minded about what qualifies as a service animal well i think that because we were so focused on the pandemic we kind of forgot this whole discussion we were already having about accessibility. Um, what we kind of need to do now is readdress those issues because uh, for people living with a disability, accessibility has always been an issue. Uh, accessibility is still, you know, like an everyday fight for some. Um, what we can do for sure is kind of see how we can prioritize these group of people instead of just, you know, letting all the dogs on the patios. Uh, maybe there's a way that if somebody comes in with like a service animal, uh, we can figure out if they're comfortable sitting on the patio with the other animals. It goes always, uh, I would say it's related to, um, to the behavior of the other, the pet, uh, the, the family pets that are there, you know, service animals, they require it's up it's 20 to 40 thousand dollars of training uh, they're used to being in public settings whereas family pets often are not used to it so they can bark they can be excited and the problem is that they that can create tension for somebody who just wants to go on with their day you know run their errands and if uh, every time they go out they get barked at or other pets lunged at them it can become a danger for them mm-hmm. It's so interesting and something that we're going to have to think more about. I appreciate your time today. Please be well. Thank you so much. You too. Virginie Abattoir is a researcher, a PhD candidate at the University of Ottawa in Inclusion Studies.